What's going on, man? Nostalgia coming at you, giving you your, your weekly look at what's going on in pop culture. I am Patrick Sheen with my co-host Dave Martinson. Dave, we talked last on last week's pod about how you went on a little vacation, some amazing sites in Hawaii, witnessed some amazing food at Governor's Ball, but we're a little bit behind. So we're playing a little bit of catch-up. So... We've neglected to talk about music for the last four or so weeks. Yeah, and that's correct. we got a lot of catching up to. I mean, we we do a podcast uh, looking at the state of rock. Check that out, SoundCloud.com/slash/NostalgiaPod. But I thought maybe we could catch up on the the albums that have been released, and maybe some of the singles if if you want to. The culture so continues. I'm gonna start with maybe one of your favorite bands, Alt J. Yeah, released their third what's album, the, Relaxer. What's the J stand for? Uh, I have no idea. Just don't listen. I would recommend not listening to this album. Be honest. Did you listen to it? Negative. No. That's, that's smart because they already released the best song as a single, In Cold Blood. Oh, hate that. So, yeah. And the album is pretty boring. It starts off really well. Like, it's very exciting. In Cold Blood's the second song. Mm-hmm. It builds up to the first, like, three or four songs, then gets very, like, hymnal and, like, chanty. And I was just like, nah. all right, I'm over nope. it. Um, I want to go to church. I'll listen to chants. Thank you. Why don't we talk about a rock album, or I guess rock pop album, that came out that I think is much better. Gone Now by Bleachers. So, are you a Bleachers fan, Dave? I've just recently listened to both Bleachers albums. Jack Antonoff, man. Yeah, he seems like a talented fella. He's on the governor's ball. I saw him come out and help Lord. They seem to have quite the rapport, and as we said last week, shout out to Contest Nostalgia Pod. Mm-hmm. Jack Antonoff worked on all of Lord's sophomore album, Melodrama, which comes out this Friday. Yeah. So, yeah, he seems mm-hmm. to be uh, really out there. But this is his side gig, right? Because he's originally from two bands. Most well-known would be Fun. Fun, of course. Right. Yeah, so pretty much after Fun had their big breakout album, I can't remember the name right now. We Were Young and Sun yeah. Nights album. And I think they made one more after that. Yeah, they're officially on hiatus. Yeah, they basically said, nah, we can't really do this. We can't be thinking we are young when we're in our mid-30s. It just doesn't work. So, Jack Antonoff's like, True. here we go. We're going to go make Bleachers, which he wanted to do. His first album, Strange Desire, had a lot of commercial success. It got to 19 overall in sales on the U.S. charts. And then the U.S. alt and, and the U.S. rock charts got to number two. Who so, lose to? Oh, boy, at the time, 2014 in July. I, I mean... Know. Uh, Alt J did have an album out at that time. So ah, right high. Alt-J. But interestingly enough, Jack Antonoff, Lena Dunham's boo, boo, her boo, I guess. Yeah. Which I mean, what a weird couple, man. Indeed. Yeah. So weird. <laughs> uh, although I can't really imagine. Lena I assume he's pretty weird. Yeah. He, oh, he's he's a super weirdo. Yeah. Well, he hangs out with Lord. I mean, she's a super weirdo too. Yeah. Keep it in house. So, Gone Now, what were your thoughts? I didn't like it quite as much as this, the first album. Mm-hmm. Strange right. Desire is awesome. I listened to them back to back the yeah. first time. I probably should have more listens, but I really liked uh, Goodbye and I Miss Those Days, two songs at the end. Yeah. I Miss Those Days is really good. Goodbye, I was a little iffy on. Liam Dunham's actually. Oh, shit. Didn't yeah, she's that. talking in the background at that point. Actually, funny, I really liked songs at the beginning of the album and didn't enjoy the ending as much. The more popular songs are the ones. Yeah, like, I Hate That You Know Me So Well is blowing up right now. I actually thought Good Morning was the best song from the beginning. Moan. Um, <laughs> that's a much better Good Morning song, but, I mean, Bleachers is really interesting because uh, very unique in mm-hmm. sound and very unconventional. Like, he throws sounds in there, distorts voices, and, sit, like, has a weird cadence at times to get meaning across so he's definitely worth a listen he also side note 
did a really interesting album, or I guess it was just a, a take on his album, where he got all female artists to collaborate with him for, uh, it's called Terrible Thrills Volume 2, yeah. which is... It just covers of the first album. Exactly. And he got some really cool artists on yeah. there. So big name people. Yeah, Sia's uh, version of Like a River Runs is like fantastic. Yeah, Tanache, Charlie yeah. XCX, Mo. Sia actually just released a new song, so maybe a new album coming from her. Yeah, she two years in a row, right? Well, she didn't, did she not release that two years? She didn't release an album, right, for The Greatest? That was just a song, right? Ah. I think that was a promotional single. Interesting. But yeah, definitely check out Gone Now. The album I really want everybody to check out, though, is Phoenix. Ah. So did you listen to Phoenix, TMO? No. Did not listen to the French fellas. Yeah, so Phoenix. Too um, many backed up, you know, I can't start with that album six. Yeah. Yeah, Not how how I work. (laughs) I know Phoenix. 1901. I like that song. Yeah, Phoenix, obviously known for their breakout album, uh, Wolfgang Amadeus Phoenix, yeah. uh, which had Listomania, 1901, well, Amadeus, 1901, Listomania, Rome. I mean, it's like their third album, I think. I believe it was. Yeah. I think it was their fourth. I think it was their fourth. Yeah. yeah. They're quite, quite well established. Yeah. Really um, basically, the thing that really stuck out to me about this album. So, Bankruptcy was pretty good, but it was a little bit of a, a change in sound. They're bringing a little more electronics, a little more poppy. This mm-hmm. album went very poppy. What's very, it called? It's called TMO, which TMO. stands for I Love You. In Italian? French? They're French, but they sing Italian, French, Spanish on this album, as well as English, obviously. Basically, Thomas Mars, when he was talking about the album, said, we just want to make this about all the, like, the really amazing feelings like there are in the world. And it's funny because they do it by well, some of their song titles that are very simple, but like one's Telefono, which is obviously Telephone. You know what I'm saying? Their favorite, uh, or my, my favorite song off it is called, I, I want to get this right, so I want to read it off here. Fior di Latte, which stands for, is basically like the most pure form of gelato. And it's, oh. it's like the sweetest kind of gelato you can get in the world. And that song is undeniable, dude. Did you listen to it? So the one you told me to listen to? Yes. Yeah, I thought it was, it sounded like Phoenix to me. I don't know. Really? Yeah, no, oh. I, didn't, I, I didn't, my ears didn't perk, I'll See, be honest. It's not like a major, like, move away from Phoenix, but that song is just like, it's literally like bubblegum to me, I could probably chew it all day. It's mm-hmm. so good. But the album so, is very consistent like that. I mean, some of the lyrics are a little suspect at times, like, in <laughs> one of the songs talks about uh, spread your legs and don't deny me or something like that, uh-huh. which can be problematic. Uh, yeah. People can be triggered by that. I can even know. <laughs> but overall, I mean, this was a really fun album. Uh, it'll probably be album i'm listening to for the next couple of weeks just because it, it's so upbeat and phoenix that's important yeah phoenix also experiments a lot they use like a harp as like the main instrument in one of the songs so definitely check out yeah. tmo i highly recommend it so they were at governor's ball you did not see them sunday actually night. you told them to shut up if yeah, i remember correctly correct but well, who i did see was Charles gambino and he actually said this at the show yeah. then confirmed it later with an interview i think i forgot who picked it up we didn't mention this last week Josh gambino donald glover he'll be releasing one last album under the name Gambino. Right, yeah. Moving on, doesn't think the name is uh, necessary anymore. What do you think? Will he be releasing music under the name Donald Glover? That's the question. Obviously, he's got enough cachet as himself, Donald Glover, these days. He doesn't need to use his Wu-Tang Clan name generator rap name anymore. But at the same time, I wouldn't be surprised if he just stops making music because as the polymath that he is, he never was like a music my whole life guy, even Mm -hmm. though he obviously did all his homework and stuff. I feel like we had this conversation when we were talking about Atlanta mm-hmm. that he probably wasn't going to continue making music under Gambino anymore. Yeah. I think it's probably a smart move. I mean, he's not shy about the fact that he really just wanted to become famous so he could start putting out the kind of projects he wanted to do. And Gambino was 
a way to first get noticed along with his special, his comedy special, obviously. Mm-hmm. He was just a 30 Rock writer initially. Yeah. Like 30, he was writing for 30 Rock really young. Yep. Pretty crazy. Yeah. UCB. Uh, yeah, I, I think it makes sense. And, I mean, he's he's much more mature artist than his name would suggest. I mean, he went from a Wu-Tang name generation, yeah. so... I mean, and here he has a lot on his plate. Obviously, he's finishing Star Wars; that'll be done. Yeah, he's gonna probably do season two of it. And then season two, and Deadpool. Right. So those are two major commitments. What are you talking? So I expected about? no music for a while, anyway. But yeah, I think like giving it finality makes a lot of sense. Also, who knows if he keeps jumping around genres? You know, mm-hmm. I don't know. But yeah, it makes I, sense to me. I thought it seemed inevitable. I kind of wish he had done that for this album. Because it was such a move away from what he had done in the past. I mm-hmm. feel like it would have made a lot more sense to just be like, yo, I'm not Charles Gambino anymore. I'm Donald Glover who wrote Atlanta <laughs> and is doing Deadpool and is now doing this strange but kind of awesome music yeah. as well. I don't know. But he probably will have something planned out to bury the name, which would be pretty cool. He's a creative guy. So Dave... I kind of want to pass you the rock here now, because I, I listened to a couple of albums. I listened to Bryson Tiller. I listened to a couple of little Yachty songs you sent to me. <laughs> Policy and Katy Perry, All Against My Will, just for you. So Yeah, definitely. I definitely said, please listen to Halsey. Where, where where do you want to go with this? What do you want to talk about? Let's stick in the pop realm. Oh, God. <laughs> Which one are we talking about? Let's go with Halsey, 22-year-old phenom. <laughs> Hopeless Fountain Kingdom. Undrafted. Yeah, crazy. She was 22. Yeah. I mean, after Closer, enormous. Right, but I didn't actually realize this. She's been famous for a while now. She sold out MSG before Closer. I did not know that. She was on Bieber's Purpose album, late 2015, a duet with him. I didn't know that. And she already had a whole other album that did really well. Mm -hmm. So I actually had no idea, obviously, because I don't listen to that kind of pop music. Right. But nevertheless, Closer put her on the map for everyone else. And she kind of, doing some reading, she had to put off making the second album because she was doing so much work in support of Chainsmokers and award shows and performances and stuff. Which she could have just not done. Yeah. I I get the appeal, like, get your face out there, but come on. I mean, it's so funny just because of the juxtaposition of Andrew Taggart's inept singing. And then she shows up and like, oh, yeah, look, someone who actually can sing. And has an incredible, unique voice. Right. I mean, that's really what really stands out about Halsey, why she became so popular. She has this almost like raspy, low voice, but it's so unique and it really does catch you. Like, you hear mm-hmm. it and your ears just perk up. This is her second album, right? Yes. And the first one was called... Badlands. Badlands. Yeah, I don't remember listening to Badlands. Well, no. I think, like, apparently... It was very popular, but it wasn't... It didn't have that many mainstream hits, if any, I think. Right, which is crazy. Because she, she came very well known in all the music circles. Mm-hmm. So she comes in with the Chainsmokers. She's like, yeah, I'm going to tour with you. I'm going to put this album together in six weeks. Your follow-up album. <laughs> I mean... Pretty good rush, yeah. And also, while doing it with her ex-boyfriend, who she kind of yeah. hates and wrote most of the album about, yep. Conflict. Former collaborator slash Lido? Lido? Yeah, I'm not familiar either. Very famous rapper named Lido, slash yeah. producer. Um, <laughs> so, what do you think of the album, Dave? Uh, it's fine. Not my cup of tea. Fine. It's fine. Yeah. I don't think it's that good. I don't think it's that good either. I, I actually would say it's, it's kind of... Boring. I mean, yeah. you take you have to take a uh, talent like this who has such a unique and interesting mm-hmm. voice, and for me to really not perk up while I'm, I'm listening to mm-hmm. it, it's not very good. Yeah, honestly, the, the things that stand out to me are now or never the first single. Uh, you listen to that, that's the one charting, got a video mm-hmm. already. You listen to that, and you're like, oh, this just sounds like it was had some inspiration from Rihanna. And sure enough, 
the same writer for Needed Me, wrote gotcha. this for Halsey. And Halsey's had some criticisms for a while now about coming off as a like manufactured in the lab millennial artist, mm-hmm. um, you know, being that she's so young or whatnot, and the subject matter of her music. But at the same time, I don't think she's any more musically any more unique than Tuffalo or Charlie XCX or any of these, you know, other pop singers. They're all kind of in the same boat. It's just Halsey kind of has this is riding this millennial wave because of a lot of her personal uh, interests and right. the way she uh, presents herself outside of music. It seems like she's kind of rising above all that. Yeah, it's a, like politically and uh, you know things with Planned Parenthood. She's obviously getting really out there, and, right? Uh, which is great, obviously. I'm not yeah. gonna hate on that, but I think musically, I don't think she's that much different than the others. Well, you know, she was definitely experimenting a lot in this album, so I give her some credit for that, especially being her second album, mm-hmm. only being 22. She, I'm gonna give her a little bit of time to figure out what her her sound is mm-hmm. before I, I'll say she's. We'll go away for now. sure. Uh, calling her Charlie XCX. Kind of rough to hear for me. Uh, Charlie XX, I, I really was. She sang that uh, that bridge song. I, re- I drove my car into a bridge. I don't care. I love yeah. it. That's a feature. Yeah. Is it? That's an iconic pop song. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, well, I guess Halsey's biggest song is feature as well, so I can't really mm-hmm. knock, knock them at all. I almost feel like pop stars nowadays, this is what they become. It's features for these, for DJs, for mm-hmm. like rap songs, like things like that. Well, this kind of pop star. The platonic ideal of pop star is Ariana Grande. Right. Mega. But she's not going to, I mean, she, she has a big star already, but she's not on that level. But they also make kind of different music, you know. Oh, Ariana yeah. is more traditional pop, really enhancing her incredible singing. Right. Or Halsey is more, seems to be more of a songwriter. I mean, how many how many stars can you think of that are like Ariana Grande, though? Katy Perry, Lady Gaga, like this yeah. great, great pipes. That's uh, about it. Halsey has good pipes, but she doesn't have that kind of range. And, no. you know, I think about like, like Bieber put out a song today uh, with, with Getta. And David Guetta, yeah. Which I mean, good good for David Guetta, man. I mean, that, that dude just keeps grinding. It's a factory. Years later, but like Bieber, this is kind of what he's becoming too. Is like these features. He was on uh, I'm the One, Despacito, Despacito, which is huge Dorito. right now. So so it, it's just sad that like Despacito's number one, by the way. Yeah. And I'm the One was number one. He has two number ones in like six weeks. Anything he's not even six weeks. Do you think uh, to you or that you yes to you will also reach number one? Eh, it just came out. You know, that, just just off listen. What do you think? You know what? It wouldn't surprise me because it's no better than Cold Water, and that song did really well. I think Cold Water's a little bit better. Uh, oh no, I do. I agree with that. Okay. I, I like Cold Water though. Okay. So it depends. It's kind of a it's kind of a rough go for number one right now. There's a lot of songs like. The, the, the late rollout for That's What I Like by Bruno Mars has been top three for a while right now, yeah, that, that which song, came out in December. That song is so good. Though. Yeah, of course. We thought we loved it at the time. We talked about it then. And then, like, you know, you know how labels go. They, they push the song later as a late single and try to pick their spots in the charts. Well, dude, it's, it's, a, it. it's a smart time to do of it. Because if you pick it up for the summer, like, you're in. Yeah, Song of Summer is actually becoming kind of interesting at this, mm-hmm. at this point, especially with, like, these kind of songs coming out. Yeah, funny. I, I was thinking, I thought for sure I'm the one was going to be Song of the Summer right now. I have no idea. It's crazy, too, because I'm the one went to number one, like, within, like, two days. It came out, like, at the end of the week, and it's number one by the Another like, one. Exactly. Another number one for DJ. Impressive. But, yeah, back to Halsey. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, I thought the song Strangers was pretty good. It has a nice beat behind it, and it's, yeah. again, talking There, there is some interesting beats. I'll, I'll give yeah. her that. Yeah. Yeah. Like like I said, she experiments a bit. She goes. She does like some like Motown type songs too. I think there was one that has like some horns on. It. I didn't. I didn't write it down. But so don't play. Cool. Don't play. Interesting. What song would suck though? Live with Quavo. Ah. Fucking trash. Well, speak, holy crap. I mean, speaking of like Quavo making making that money. Quavo's making money, but 
just in general, like they've picked some horrible features, dude. Like just not not, not to spoil it, but the Katy Perry song, Bon Appetit, Bon Appetit, horrible song. I, I honestly, I don't. I don't think they're making any choices. They're just saying like the label. They're like, give me money. They're like getting huge checks to be on num- like huge ass artists that are really hot and relevant. Like Liam Payne, the One Direction guy, mm-hmm. debut solo single features Quavo, and Quavo, you know, in his camp are like, oh, you're gonna give me this fucking yeah, six-figure check for this? Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I will. The do... fact that you will compromise your artistic integrity just to ride the fact that Migos is so fucking hot right now. Right. That's the problem. Don't hate on Quavo for taking easy money and throwing them in verses. I mean, I I, <laughs> I don't hate on him. I mean, keep getting them checks, but for real, like the best song out of all of these is probably that Sean Paul song that they all jumped on. Sean Paul, yeah. don't give it to you. Uh, yeah, I and I guess Calvin Harris is ancient history at this point. Yeah, slide. slide. <laughs> Which, oh, man. Man, I feel like that was forever ago. Doesn't yeah. it seem like so long ago? It's crazy. Yeah, yeah Migos, though, they're, they're basically doing what Kendrick Lamar does every once in a while. Just like, I'm going to give a verse to like all these artists and just get huge checks, and they'll go back and make a really catchy album like sometime next year, probably. Yeah, so why don't we move on to the policy, though? I don't really know if that's quite enough. Anymore. Yeah, uh, what about <laughs> Katy Perry, dude? Ugh. Wow, you didn't like it. You were... The you were, woke pot problem. You were very much anticipating this album. Of course, because Katy Perry is a superstar. And she hasn't sold over a hundred million records. Four years? 2013, right? Prism, yeah. yeah. Which had some big songs on it. Dark Horse. Um, Roar. Roar, yeah. And Birthday course. as well. Birthday. Uh, well, it's got like 17. Big songs. I don't even remember that one. I, I like that one. But yeah, just to re-hammer re- the point. Over a hundred million records sold by Katy Perry. That's on par with Adele and Lady Gaga, Justin Bieber, and Jay-Z. Mm-hmm. So she sold hella records. Let's see. Teenage Dream, Last Friday Night, California Girls, Firework, E.T., Pardon yeah. Me, Wide Awake, Roar Dark Horse, yeah. Birthday. That's 10 hits from two albums. She's awesome. How many hits are on this album? Witness. Maybe two. That's pretty generous. The thing is, Katy Perry will, will be able to get songs that are going to be, that are going to top the billboards, no matter what. Just from radio play and name recognition alone. I think she will. Uh, she's had three singles, though. Yeah, well, uh, Chain to the Rhythm, yeah, Bon Appetit, and Swish Swish from Nicki Minaj. Chain to the Rhythm is the best one out of those three, in my opinion. Didn't chart that well. Came out six weeks ago. It's interesting, because she also changed her look. And mm-hmm. I know that she kind of got some... She changed her look a lot, but... But this is a drastic change. She used to... I mean, you, you look at, like, the Prism era of touring, mm-hmm. and her her stages and her outfits, she, she kind of embraced, like, just being weird. Right. while also having great songs that everyone loves. Mm-hmm. And now, like, she doesn't seem to be uh, embracing that weirdness despite still being a weird person. Like, we read any of transcripts of any of her interviews. She doesn't make mm-hmm. sense a lot. Uh, and obviously, the Bon Appetit performance on SNL is so cringeworthy. Ugh. But I really think that this album is like Lady Gaga's art pop, a studio album that has no hits and people are not going to like. The problem is Katy Perry, given this Taylor Swift view that's just been reignited, and then T-Swift... It's going to have a hard time moving past this the way Gaga did. Yeah, but, and then also T-Swift fucking ethers her too, and by putting all of her music back on the so, streaming service. So savage, dude. dude salty as... Oh my fuck. God. It, amazing, though. Taylor Swift was dying on the hill in 2014, penning an essay to the Wall Street Journal about good things need to be paid for, and Spotify and company don't pay indie artists. And, then she's and like, now she's like, well, you know what? I want to throw some major shade to Katy Perry. She's basically the queen of petty at this point. It's crazy. It's amazing. But I, I think and it's this is Taylor Swift. This is her classic Taylor Swift. Authentically inauthentic. Oh, absolutely. But 
I kind of, I kind of like savage. it. Savage. Yeah, I kind of like it because we, the we've been giving her shit. Kim, Kim, Kim brought the receipts. Yeah, exactly. So she needed something, and this was basically just like, yep, I had this feud with this girl over my ex boyfriend, and fuck you. I'm it wasn't gonna... even that. It was, it was what backup was it? dancers. It was over backup yeah. dancers. I thought it was, it was over John Mayer. No, not even. Oh, Assumingly, it's over mm. Katy Perry using backup dancers. Let's not forget that. Taylor Swift could have kept employing them. It's not a betrayal by working for somebody else. You're a backup dancer. Oh, Jesus Christ. It's all Taylor Swift's fault for starting it, but she's also a more famous person, so she has more control. It's kind of like uh, Nicki Minaj and Remy Ma, actually, just the way Taylor's played it. You're the bigger one who's more popular. You can control the whole, the whole thing, so. Man, T-Swift. And Katy Perry's not helping it by not dropping a good album. Yeah, so Katy Perry, when I remember when she first came out, she was very edgy. I Kiss the Girl. Yeah, I Kiss the Girl. I liked it. California girl, she was in that video with like shooting whipped cream off her tits and shit. It was crazy. Like she was always doing something provocative. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nothing on this album is provocative. It actually seems like a very sad album at parts. Was it Save Save to Drafts? First of all, corny ass name. Like what the fuck is that? The second, uh, like the whole song is basically just like I was gonna say something to you, but then I decided to save it to my draft instead. Mm. Maybe so I'll save it later. I'll, yeah, poetic. What? That's <laughs> record. Yeah. So it, I don't know. It, it, it like tries to reach depth, but it really fails. Which, yeah. If Katy Perry's going to go in that direction, she needs an out. That's the thing. She was talking. Keep it. Just built the same formula, Katy. She was talking about it was woke pop. She says up to the rollout, and she's, you know, always been outgoing in her political mm-hmm. allegiances, where Tara Swift has been much more apolitical. Right. But yeah, Katy, you have to back it up with an album people will want to listen to again. Right. If you want to do woke pop, Take note of Sia's like playbook. Basically, Sia sings about like deep things, like mm-hmm. deep emotions, longing, but she does it in a way that's incredibly well done, very like artsy, crafted very well. She has a message, she has an image, she puts it out there. Katy Perry feels like she just kind of throws you against the wall at this point. And the fact that we have no, there's no song we think has any chance of being sung in the summer from no. Katy Perry. Like, that would have been insane a few years well, ago. Actually, she's going to be on uh, uh, Calvin Harris's album, which comes out in, in three weeks now. Yeah, it does. Mm-hmm. On the 30th, it's called Funk Wave Bones Volume 1. I mean... Is she on the song with anyone else? No, apparently she... Uh, supposedly she's featured on it by herself. Oh, okay. So she might have a shot on the summer if that one's a hit, but I don't know. If he hasn't released it as a single by this point, I can't imagine it's going to chart mm-hmm. that well. So that'll probably be her best song. Major takeaway, this is Katy Perry's art pop. Lady Gaga rebounded. We'll see how Katy Perry handles it. I don't think Katy Perry is Lady Gaga. But you're right. I don't think. What about this little yachty guy, dude? Yeah. What's, what the fuck is the deal with him? It's a good question, man. Speaking of, so we're talking about hits, right? Like Katy Perry might have a chance at a hit with uh, Calvin Harris as a feature. Yeah, maybe. Well, Yachty's two biggest hits happen to be features: I Spy and Broccoli. Kyle and Dram, mm-hmm. respectively, both of which are top five smashes, mm-hmm. undeniable songs. Right. Broccoli, in particular, charted in the top ten for a very long time last year, and songs are still great. And Yachty only debuted last year, right? He's, yeah. Right now, he's only 19. Yeah, but isn't he supposed to be like the... The king of the teens. Yeah, exactly. The king of the teens. <laughs> Perfect way to put it. Well, yeah, he had his debut mixtape, <clears throat> excuse me, Little Boat, One Night in Minnesota. Two good songs people like, uh, mm-hmm. popular, at least most popular solo songs and he, he just kind of blew up next to uzi and kodak 21 all these young so kids like, coming out of nowhere and the thing that's different about little yachty is that while red hair well he's at the red beads of course so he he, he stands out uh, visually but um his brand has gotten so much bigger than his actual music uh popularity he's the ambassador for nautica 
Yeah. He had that commercial slash song cover for Target with uh, Carly Rae Jepsen. Right. And he's in a commercial with LeBron James for Sprite. That's still on. Crazy. That's crazy. This kid, this kid's 19. Yeah. He's been in the public conscious for less than a year. And all of this has happened to him. First so of all, it's, it's very unique. He, and he has very unique endorsements with Nautica. Mm-hmm. I would never imagine him. Because uh, the Yacht Club. Yeah, exactly. The boat gang. Like, uh, <laughs> so yeah, Teenage Emotion. Yep, debut album came out early, just like Bryson Tiller's album. What did you think of the art of, of the cover, first of all? Uh, it's for more diversity. I'm okay with it. Yeah, it, it was fine. You know, it's good. It fits your it fits your image. Exactly. It's kind of a flop though. Only forty five thousand first week. Well, do you want to know why it's flop? Fucking trash, dude. Yep. Like, <laughs> I I listened to the uh, the Ringer podcast talked about it. So I was like, oh, I'm gonna see what they say. If I like it, I'll check it out. And they hated it. And I was like, maybe now I'll check out and see if I hate it. And I listened to a couple of songs. I was like, eh. And then you sent me a couple of songs. And I was like, eh. Like, yeah. I really could not get into this album. It has the cardinal rule for us. It's way too long. How long is it? 21 songs. 21 songs. But 21 <laughs> songs when you don't like the most... whole songs they skip. It's over an hour. Oh, God. But yeah, I think that 45,000 sales is really just his core base. Like, he has... He has enough fans to do his own tour, which he's doing uh, soon. And I don't think that's going to go away overnight. No. But Bryson Tiller sold over 100, 106. That blew him Yachty out of the water. But people talk about Yachty all the time. Right. So I think the takeaway is that his brand is way bigger than his music. And his music has always been divisive because he's not like a master of the craft. You know, he's gotten hot water for his comments about Biggie, stuff like that. He listened to any of his interviews. He does like Hot 97. And he'll definitely form an opinion on, on Yachty as a guy. Is it Despite him, you know, I, I want to root for him because he promotes positivity. Mm-hmm. He's, he doesn't even drink or smoke or anything. He just seems like he seems like a good dude. It just right. he kind of walked into this huge star. Yeah, and apparently, what he's supposed to be representing teens. Is his base teenagers? Yes. Okay. Absolutely. So like Gen Zers are kind of the bulk of the fans for SoundCloud rappers, rappers that get right. most of their views and and thus chart performance from streams on SoundCloud and also YouTube. And, and Yachty is the face of that. Even if he's no more popular, probably less popular than some other people. And basically, that's just from broccoli he got so big? Well, no. It was from Minnesota. his little boat mixtape. So one night in Minnesota. Yeah. Interesting. I mean, I don't really see the appeal of this guy. The songs, I mean, this is coming from Old Man Pat, mm-hmm. for sure. So uh, to all our teenage listeners, I'm sorry I don't understand you. But, I mean, <laughs> these songs were, the beats weren't even that great. It wasn't really that accessible. The lyrics were fucking Horrible. Right, so the, Yachty's never been good at lyrics, but he needs to do a future does. You never have good lyrics, we got catchy ass hooks and fire beats. Masked off. Masked off. Teenage Emotions has none of the three. And we knew he was going to have lyrics, so he needs the beats, he needs the hooks, he doesn't have them. That's why it's not, not a good album. Like, it's kind of disappointing. Like, Little Boat even has deep cuts that are fun to listen to. Mm-hmm. Teenage Emotions has fucking nothing. Nothing. So it's just a total miss. Well... Is there any is there any song that that redeems it in your opinion? I like the song with YG and Kamaya just because I like those those two <laughs> way more than Yachty. But I mean, part of YG's verse is I fuck with Lil Yachty like three times. You're like, how much yeah. does that cost? Yeah. You know? Ah, okay. <laughs> that's not to say that people don't fuck with Yachty. Like, let's not forget he was on Coloring Book for right. mixtape with Chance. But big failure for Yachty. He'll have his tour. We'll see if the drawing board shows up. But not good. You can totally skip it. Well, you already you already uh, mentioned the the last album we wanted to get to, at least I wanted to get to today. Bryson Tiller's "Be True to Yourself." True to self. Yeah, true to self. I guess I add the mm-hmm. B in there. This is a 58 minute album, long. It drags a little bit, a lot of it. 
Please. Yeah. Honestly, I was I was driving when I was listening to this album. I had, had the headphones in. Not a good way to drive, I know, but so my, my radio cuts out as I get down near New York City. So because I, I use uh, one of those transmitters. I think use an FM transmitter, transmitter still? Yeah. Well, um, dude, have you seen my car? It's old, man. 2006. Use a cassette adapter. No, I'm not down with those. Nah, more, I actually don't think my, my car has a cassette. Oh, uh, okay. Because in my experience, cassette adapters were way more reliable than FM transmitters. They're definitely way more reliable, but... My, my and they also are way cheaper, so if they break, you get a new one instead of right. FM transmitters, that's such a range of cost. But I so I was driving, <laughs> I, I had my headphones in, so I was like, I usually don't like listening to albums for the first time without my headphones in. So I'm listening to it, I just kept checking, how many more songs do we have? How many more songs do we have? Mm-hmm. Kept skipping through. It was just, it was hard. And I, is this dude, is this dude, like, is he hard? He kept talking about how he kept he keeps wanting to, like, kill people, but, like, he didn't want to leave his daughter, and I'm like, oh, oh I can't tell oh, if no, this no. a hard body or not. No, Bryson Tiller's whole image that he uh, propped up on Trap Soul, his debut album from the fall of 2015, mm-hmm. was that he was a good dude, and all his girls fucking left him, and joke's on them, because now I'm famous. Right. And, you know, now he's got a kid and stuff. He's always been... A good guy image, uh, you know, cl- like a clean, like, and it's funny because he talks about not liking fame and stuff in interviews and in his music now, too. And he always dresses the same. He's got his black hat with the black sunglasses or and big frames. The know. problem with true to self, in my opinion, is, is just that that image is too stale this time around because there's no hit on this album. Okay. Trap Soul had, by my account, like six hits, wow. six or seven jams. And part of that's because he would do a little rapping here and there. Yeah, he was mostly singing. He's all, like 95% singing on True right. Self. I think that's a, kind of the problem because his appeal was kind of like being a new Drake, a, um, a sing, mm-hmm. more singing Drake. And even Drake acknowledged that and Drake gave him props and stuff. Bryson Tiller did a How About Now freestyle, which right. was fucking awesome. Jumping into this album, uh, not listening to his older stuff, mm-hmm. I actually was thinking, why would anyone actually pay for this album? You can listen to Usher's Confessions Part 1 yeah. and 2, and mm-hmm. it's so much better. This is an album you put on if uh, you're going to bed, having a little sex. <laughs> yeah, there are definitely some some, uh, some slow jams on there, yeah. but that's the problem. It's all slow. There's no Sorry Not Sorry. There's no 502 Come Up. There's no major smash like Don't, which was his breakout single. Now, didn't you, didn't you see him at the Meadows last year? Correct. And he killed it, you said. Yeah, because, because the he, crowd was really into it. Yeah, we, he's, he got really famous off this first album. But again, he has songs that people can get into because they're more lively. I can't imagine seeing these songs at like a festival. No, no, and like this, like I, I can see it now. This is medium size, thousand person venue, mm-hmm. and he's just serenading the, the ladies in the crowd with this album. Like, <laughs> well, the energy will be low. Yeah, definitely. Well, but it sold really well. Good for him. Yeah, man. Uh, and he won't. He's actually interesting because since Trapsol came out, he did not do like a ton of features. His really only one of note was on Travis Scott's album from the fall, which okay. I, I did like a lot. But overall, Bryson Tiller is only 23, I think, or 24. Oh, okay. So, and with, you know, selling over 100, good for him. But yeah, we'll man. see what comes next. Is, this is uh, definitely also forgettable. Well, I guess to, uh, to summarize it, unless did you have any other albums you want to touch on? Or, or songs. Uh, SZA just dropped her debut album, Control. She's uh, the songstress on TE, so you've seen songs mm-hmm. of her with Schoolboy Q, Kendrick, and J-Rock and the like. Yeah, go so I'm going to check that out. I haven't listened to it yet. Go to our uh, 
go to our uh, Spotify playlist, uh, Nostalgia Best of 2017. Yep. Uh, I think I added the song of Kendrick Lamar from this is album. Mm-hmm. Uh, Babylon, dude, fucking amazing song from her first album with Kendrick. This is yes. This song is also very yeah. Good. She she's talented and she's kind of had some. Uh, label issues with TDE would take it for her to get this out. So I caught her getting, it was getting really public. So caught her panorama last year. She's a little underwhelming. But that's the thing with our R and B singers that are on yeah. the come up. They're usually not great live. But uh, I still like she still had a stage presence. I thought I was like that's that might. Good. I think I'll see her again. So she said she was going away to work on an album. So you know, this one. There you go. This Friday, Lord Melodrama, Two Chains, White Girls Like Trap Music. Alive, Sorry, Pretty Girls Like Trap Music. Didn't Lord drop another single today? Did she? Yeah, I think it's like Pure Places or something like that. I Whatever. Don't I, I don't listen to singles Whatever. as close to the album at this point. Whatever. Yeah, no, there's no matter. But anyways, uh, that wraps it up for this week. Next Wait. week. So how many of these albums are we giving thumbs up to? Bleachers, thumbs up. Bleachers, thumbs up. Phoenix, Phoenix thumbs, thumbs up. up. Alt J, thumbs down. Down. Yachty's down. Halsey, down. Katy Perry, down. Bryson Tiller, down. Wow. Yeah, so three? Honest. Yeah. Don't. Maddie T. Yeah. Come back and listen to this episode and tell us what you think, bro. Try. <laughs> anyways, uh, yeah, we're, we're not afraid to offend someone. Fucking <laughs> square. Anyways, check out all of our podcasts, soundcloud.com slash nostalgia pod. You can also find a link to our YouTube channel, subscribe, wherever it is. And uh, yeah, share us with friends. Give us a rating on, give us a rating on iTunes uh, and a review. And uh, tweet at us at nostalgia Definitely pod. Definitely tweet at us at nostalgia pod. What are you listening to? At Chino Yes. At Martin Swagger for me. Martin Swagger. Let us know what's good. Mm hmm. Do you like that Black Panther trailer? You hyped for that? Ryan Coogler x Michael B. Jordan, round three? Let us know. And, yeah, I think that's it for this week. We're out. Goodbye.